Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast, your go-to source for personal, professional, and organizational growth and development. We hope you tune in often for all things people management, organizational development and change, organizational leadership, and social impact related. Maximize your personal and organizational potential with Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this HCI podcast episode, I talk with Wade Thomas about the power of compassion and empathy and the benefits of a heart-based culture. Wade Thomas, welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Thanks for having me on, Jonathan. Look forward to it. Yeah, me too. I've been looking forward to this episode and you have some really great expertise and you focus on a topic that I think is super important and perhaps one that we don't give enough time and attention to in a corporate setting. And that is the power of compassion and empathy and the benefits of a heart-based culture. So, you know, sometimes we think from a corporate mindset, we, we kind of have this paradigm of everyone being all buttoned up and having, you know, we, we say, quote unquote, be a professional, you know, in the workplace. And, and I think what often what people mean by that implicitly is don't show your emotion at work, um, keep, keep that stuff separate and just show up, be productive, be efficient, get stuff done. And I think if, if we haven't learned anything else from this pandemic, hopefully we've learned of the importance of empathy and compassion towards our people and that people are people, they're human beings. We need to be able to connect with them authentically. And as we have organizations and cultures built around more of a heart-based approach where compassion and empathy are not only tolerated, but encouraged, we can have a more healthy, psychologically safe workplace where people are empowered and uh, enriched. And uh, we that will enable us to, to get the most about, out of our people from a productivity standpoint as well. So it's a really a win-win across the board. Uh, so I'm thrilled to have that conversation with you today. As we get started, I wanted to share Wade's bio with everybody. For over two decades, Wade Thomas has served as a strategic talent executive who guides leaders to develop and shape organizations from the perspective of high performance management coupled with compassion and empathy. Wade's approach has helped businesses solve critical issues based on skill sets, attitudes, and actions of people, the essential ingredient for building a sustainable competitive advantage. Wade's formula for success is founded on building a culture of compassion and empathy, which has proven to drive business success for hundreds of organizations. As the founder and CEO of Aim to Win, Wade has coached and consulted with hundreds of leaders who are now practicing the principles of bringing out the best in high-performing individuals and teams so that they are equipped to achieve organizational excellence and business growth. Wade resides in Phoenix, Arizona with his family and gets invigorated by taking in a game of soccer, playing a round of golf, or hiking the local foothills. And uh, I love that. I love, uh, I I share a love for the outdoors just like you. Um, And 
everything about what I just read in your bio just closely resonates and connects with me and my my purpose, my vision for how I try to, to move things forward in a positive direction. Um, so I look forward to this conversation with you today. Um, anything you would like to share with listeners by way of background or personal context before we get into the discussion? Well, I think the bio is pretty thorough, but, but I would add that compassion and empathy isn't just an idea I've had, I've lived it. You know, I've, I've lived it in my own leadership journey, you know, for the past 25 plus years. Excellent. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. So let's, let's dive right on in and uh, talk about um, heart-based culture. What do you mean by a heart-based culture and uh, why is it important for the workplace? So the heart-based culture really, I use that term to describe what it looks like when you bring compassion and empathy into the workplace, into the business. And when you do that, you know, you can really start feeling, you know, a change in the, you know, in the culture, the environment, just the vibe of the organization. Yeah, absolutely. Very good. So what, what do you see, you know, so if, if we're, if we're trying to, to drive a heart-based culture, um, what do you see as the primary benefits? And then let's get into talking about compassion and empathy and how we can leverage that. So there's a number of benefits to having a heart-based culture, but some of which are things that we just know that we've all experienced. And some of them are, are a little bit less obvious. You know, so starting with the obvious is when you have a heart-based culture, what you'll find is you'll attract, retain, and engage the best people in your business. You know, people like to work in an environment. They're attracted to it. Word gets out. That's really um, those three things, attract, retain, and engage, are the core of what you want to do with your people in the business. Uh, some of the lesser known things, you know, one thing is innovation. You know, we, we don't think often of a heart-based culture driving innovation, but it really does. Because what happens is you create this environment of psychological safety and people aren't afraid to come up with new ideas, you know, and fear is really the enemy of innovation. So when you bring compassion, empathy, and heart-based in, what you'll find is that people will be more willing to get out there to try things, to experiment, now really drive innovation in the organization. On those same lines is adaptability. When you have the heart-based culture, when people aren't afraid, then they're even more willing to go along with change. So a lot of times change has you know, a bad word and people are often predisposed not to like change. And a lot of that is because they've been taught over the years that change hasn't been a good thing. And when you have sort of some of the concepts of management that existed you know, throughout history and concepts of leadership, people can learn really to fear that change. So when you're able to turn that around, when you have the compassion and empathy and people believe that you have the best interests at heart, then what happens is, okay, change is now okay because we know there's going to be a lot of upside to this change. We, we trust the organization. By the same token, you're going to see more collaboration. So again, if you look at the opposite of the heart-based culture, what you'll find is you'll find these mindsets that everything is limited. It's a scarcity mindset. And so you get more competitive. Again, when you put the heart-based culture in, you come at it from an angle of abundance. You know, there's plenty of rewards to go around, all that kind of thing. And so people are more willing to collaborate, to work together. They don't feel like they have to be competitive. And so those are all really powerful things within an organization, but a heart-based culture also works outside of the organization. So think about what happens when you take 
compassion, empathy, and you apply it to your customer base. And what you'll find is, you know, a lot of increased loyalty, more referral, you know, higher scores, things like that. And, you know, there's some companies that have done a really good job of this. You know, we think of companies like Nordstrom, Ritz-Carlton, you, know, you know, some of those that have become really famous for this kind of thing. So the heart-based culture is really powerful both inside and outside the organization. What comes to my mind as you were describing all of those benefits, both kind of the more obvious ones and perhaps the ones that are um, less obvious, maybe a little bit below the surface or secondary benefits, is that everything that we want within an organization, you know, traditionally, as we think about the existence of a corporation and, and value to the shareholders, values to the, value to the customers, um, efficiency, productivity, innovation, like all of those things that make up the business case for whatever we choose to do within a business, um, all of those are derived directly from having a heart-based culture and focusing on compassion and empathy. So it's not just about the warm fuzzies of it all and like making everyone sing, sit around and sing kumbaya and hold hands. It literally is to the benefit of the business and all of those aspects that you just talked about in terms of the business case, but it also recognizes the humanity of the people that are helping the business to be successful, which from a moral and ethical standpoint, I believe is just as important as the business case. So the business case coupled with the human case, it's a no-brainer that we would want to have a human-centric, people-centric approach to how we lead our business and how we manage our people. Um, so building in the compassion and the empathy, having a heart-based approach doesn't mean that we've gone all soft and we can't have a competitive edge in the in the workplace and in, in the marketplace. It's it's quite the opposite. It's one it's one of the tools to help us have a competitive advantage. Yeah, that's true. And the way I look at it and the way I came about this, I did not start with compassion empathy. You know, I started throughout my leadership career with a drive to get results. And what happened throughout my career is I learned that the best way to get those results was through compassion empathy. You know, surprise, right? We, we want to be treated well, you know, and the, the leaders that have the best results are the ones that are really able to tie in to the people that follow them, able to build those relationships heart-based Yeah. And well, that really gets to the next point I wanted to cover with you. And that is, you know, how does this connect to being an influential and impactful leader? You know, it's really at the core of it. And, you know, it's, uh, you know, I, I put a book out last year and, um, and the basis for the book started one day, I was just sitting in a swimming pool. I'm in Arizona. So we have a lot of those. And I was just reflecting back on my career. And I had a pretty steep career trajectory. You know, I, throughout my career, I hit new levels at very young ages. And so I reflected back on why was that? What brought that about? And what, you know, really came to me is, you know, compassion, empathy. You know, I have throughout my entire career cared about people. You know, I've empathized with them. I've walked in their shoes. You know, I haven't been afraid to show compassion, even on the personal side of things. And, and so that really helped me, you know, you know, get the results, build the relationships, get the influence that just propelled me through, you know, my career, you know, and I went all the way through business unit, leadership levels, all the way through chief human resource officer jobs, and now on to starting my own business. And so it's really at the center of it. And when you look at all those things that go into being a leader, whether it be strategy, vision setting, performance management, accountability, all those things, if you can tie that heart-based compassion and empathy into those individual things, 
uh, that's really powerful. It really helps you make a big impact. I'm excited to announce the publication of my new book from HCI Press, The Alchemy of Truly Remarkable Leadership, Ordinary Everyday Actions That Produce Extraordinary Results. Consider how the nature of work has shifted over the past 50 years. With increased globalization, rapid technological advancement, and the shift in economic composition, the average job of today looks very different than the average job of 50 years ago. What will the jobs and organizations of tomorrow look like? Moreover, what does this all mean for organizational leaders? What are the core competencies and capabilities of organizations and their leadership that are prepared for continued disruption and geopolitical and socioeconomic shifts? Regardless of what the future holds, increasingly, leaders need to be socially minded, data-driven, decisive, champions of talent, and disruptors of the traditional notions of leadership, teams, organizations, and work. The alchemy of truly remarkable leadership will help you to explore your own leadership competencies and capabilities and consider ways to apply and implement them into your workplace and personal life. Yeah, I love all of that. I think we, we seem to to have a lot of overlap in our uh, perspective and, and uh, everything you're saying really resonates me. So I think resonates with me. So I think if we want to be an impactful leader, if we want to be an influential leader, it all starts with human relationship. It all starts with trust. And the best way to develop that trust uh, and to, to develop an ongoing sustainable relationship with people around you to get things done, to accomplish things is by being human with people. And that requires uh, empathy, compassion. That requires us to recognize that it's not just about driving to get results all the time, uh, especially if that means at the expense of the people uh, and manipulating and exploiting and taking advantage of the people around you to, to achieve results. Again, if we're talking about long-term sustainable results, that's good for the human being, the person in the business, the, the member of the team, but also for the team itself and for the organization and all the organizational outcomes, we have to have that human component. We have to have a people-centric culture, or we're going to constantly erode at away the trust of the organization. We're going to erode away people's willingness to continue to stay engaged and involved in what the organization is trying to accomplish. And, and simply put, you're going to lose all your best people. The only people you're going to be able to keep if, if you're in that kind of an environment are the people who have no better options or the people who are too scared to leave. Uh, that's not what we want for a thriving business. We want to attract and retain the very best people who are engaged and passionate and who have creative and innovative ideas. And we want to embrace those and we want to empower those individuals and, and embolden them so they can have not only individual success, but career success uh, and, and, and help the organization succeed as a whole as well. Uh, again, ultimately, it, it, it all goes together. And if we want to have successful organizations, we have to have successful people, we have to invest in our people, and we have to focus on everything that they're trying to do. So 
how does, I, I kind of referred to this at the very beginning of the episode, you know, we're in the middle of this pandemic. Hopefully people are thinking more about empathy and compassion during this time uh, as, as all these hardships have been at the forefront of what people, you know, what people in the organizations have been trying to deal with. How, how does this all lead into um, our discussion about dealing with uncertain times and perhaps the skill sets that are needed uh, in our people and among leaders uh, to, to help us pivot and adapt successfully to future needs and the future of work. Yeah, I think um, there's certain things that you have to do to manage differently in uncertain times, lead differently in uncertain times, but they all come from, you know, a basis of heart-based. They come from a basis of compassion and empathy. You know, so, you know, as you look at uncertain times, one of the things, first of all, I should step back, one of the things, first you have to get yourself right, right? It really starts within getting that inner game down, you know, making sure that you have confidence, that you, you know, that you have an outlook, you have a vision as to what that is, even though as uncertain as it may be, that you're resilient and that you're bringing a lot of positive energy. So, you know, really getting, being compassionate and empathizing with yourself is where it begins. You know, then, you know, when you're working with your people, they really want a connection. So you have to be really present. You want to empathize with what they're going through. By the same token, and, and this is going to cause, I think, you know, some leaders to like hide under their desks or to, you know, denounce me or something. But you want to be transparent, you know, with your own feelings. You know, you don't want to go out there and say, you know, everything's bad and rules falling apart, you know, hide under your desk. No. But you want to be honest about what's going on. You want to say, you know what, I have concerns also. Now, I'm really worried about this, but we're going to get through it. You know, I can see we have a plan. We're going to work through it. So you want to have a combination of that confidence and transparency. And you also want to create a safe space. You want to make sure that people can share with you. Again, that psychological safety, you know, gives you a chance to empathize with them. You know, from a communication standpoint, you want to inform early and often, right? You always want to be talking because, you know, People create their own truths in their mind. And, you know, those truths are usually worse than reality. That's just kind of the way, that's the way the human mind is, has always been wired. And so it's really important to get out there and be honest. You know, if the situation's bad, say the situation's bad. Don't overpromise. You know, if it, you know, one big lesson I took from the pandemic in the early stages, especially if you look at a year ago, is, you know, the overpromising that we need. So many of our leaders in society, you know, really overpromised. You know, suck it up for 90 days, we'll be done with this. And, you know, you gotta be careful not to do that. You know, you wanna be very realistic, but also you, you wanna establish that, you know, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. You may not know when it is, but it's there. Um, as a leader, you know, that's as a communicator, as a leader, it's really important during uncertain times to be decisive. You know, people want to be led in uncertain times more than normal. So you want to be decisive. Same token, you want to empower people. You know, again, that is a tendency for organizations when, you know, the crap hits the fan is we take all our decisions and we pull to the top. And actually, that's the worst thing you can do because the best decisions are made the closer you can get to the customer, the closer you can get to the ground level because that's people the most knowledge. The top brings perspective. And so when you have empowerment and you share that perspective, then you get the best decisions overall. And one thing that we often overlook 
as leaders during you know uncertain times or times of crisis is that is the best time to evaluate your team. You know, you'll really see who's going to step up, who your future leaders will be. You know, it's it's one thing to do it in a normal time. You know, you're kind of just seeing people do their normal thing or talking a good game or whatever it might be. But in times of uncertainty, the cream really does rise to the top. Um, and then one last thing I'll say about that is it's it's really important during uncertain times to have that community, that sense of community. You know, difficult times really breeds togetherness. And it's, you know, a great time to really leverage that. But there's one thing also that I think it's really important for any team to know during uncertain times, and that is you should celebrate the uniqueness of the team. You know, one line I like to use is, you know, business is really bad. You know, things are tough. It's a rough time. But gosh, I'm glad I have you guys here. I'm glad this is my team and I'm not at Brand X where they don't have a team as good as you. You know, words like that are very powerful. And it really does build that camaraderie and that sense of togetherness. It's so important to get through times of uncertainty. Yeah. Amen to everything you just said. Um I think especially during this pandemic where people have been working remotely and been so socially isolated, it's been it's been a really difficult time. And the organizations of, that have really uh, thrived have not only been those that have been able to you know adapt uh, and, and embrace the technologies that have allowed people to work virtually, but it's been those who have been able to to maintain a culture and a camaraderie and a connection and a community with their people, even when they're not physically together. And that's gonna be an ongoing challenge for organizations as we move out of the pandemic and we move into the future because you know, remote work isn't going away and hybrid work uh, is gonna become more and more common. Uh, so all those things are going to be very important as we um, consider uh, work arrangements, flexible work arrangements, remote work arrangements and such. Uh, and really, I mean, everything, everything you were describing, um, I think is, is really important for everyone listening today to consider, you know, uh, everything that Wade is, has said and suggested, I think, uh, take to heart and, and carefully consider and self-reflect uh, on your own situation, your own organization, and how some of these um, elements around compassion and empathy and having a heart, uh, heart-based culture, how that can apply to your organization. Because I suspect we all could do a little bit better in that regard and making sure that we're we're really valuing our people we're helping them to feel empowered and invested in and connected and everything around um, building that trust in in that human connection with our people uh wade before we close i i did want to give you a chance to give the last word on the topic as well as share with listeners how they can get connected with you find out more about your business and anything else you would like to share um, by way of final comment so, well, first of all, a couple of different ways to connect with me um, on my website, uh, www.aimtowinllc.com. There's a lot of information. Uh, I encourage everybody listening, connect with me on LinkedIn. You can find me under Wade Thomas, Business Impact Coach. Um, that's probably the best way. I put a lot of content out there, a lot of free things that uh, really help you on this. Um, I have a book that I released uh, last fall called From the Heart, and it's available on Amazon. You can find it uh, from the heart uh, under my name. And um, so I encourage everybody to check that out. You know, from a last word standpoint, and this is a, kind of a, a concept that, you know, I like to share, you know, throughout my work, you know, throughout whatever content I put out there or with my clients, whatever it might be. But one important thing to remember 
uncertain times are not is we is greater than I. The power of we. And you know, all this really gets back back to the fact that we are not a species designed to go it alone. I love it. I love it. The power of we. Uh, Wade, it has been a real pleasure talking with you today. I encourage listeners to reach out, to get connected with Wade, find out more about what he and his business can do for you. And as always, I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe, that you'll find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you all have a great week. We are excited about the launch of HCI's new magazine, Human Capital Leadership. Human Capital Leadership is a free interactive e-magazine designed to help individuals, leaders, and organizations find innovative approaches to maximize their human capital potential. We will be publishing issues quarterly in August, November, February, and May. Check out the first issue and let us know what you think. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. I hope you stay healthy and safe and that you have a great week.